Welcome to episode 99.6. What in all the world does that mean? Well, you can listen to episode 99, Bonus Thoughts, a gospel that captures the imagination of young adults with Trinity Harrison Clark. And then the most recent podcast was 99.5, Don't Be a Sheep, Be a Killer Sheep. Interesting angle there, interesting topic, and it's very empowering. But why are we doing 99.5 and now this episode is 99.6? Because we're squeezing in a few episodes before we get to 100, which is going to be a super highlight reel, a celebration of the first, basically the first 100 episodes of Jesus Smart, the podcast. Now, today's podcast is a recording from a live podcast That happened uh, just this morning as I'm recording and launching this today, November the 14th, 2019, about seeing things in a new light. If you can just see things in the light of God, you you can see them transformed. You can draw out the gold, draw out the potential in that relationship, finances, maybe some health and well-being issue, some project, some cause, your job, your career, some ministry project, whatever it may be. Don't look at it just naturally. Don't look at it just like everyone else typically looks at it in a natural light or in the shade of the adversary, but look at it in the light of God. And just by looking at it with eyes of faith in his light, you can be a key kingdom agency, a key, a key kingdom agent. You have agency to see transformation happen, a downlink between heaven's design and what's happening on the earth. Well, we did a live podcast this morning on this. We had people joining in. I don't know where they were from, but you know, it could be anywhere in the country or the world for that matter. There were several comments from individuals, text comments. We even ended up praying for for, uh, a lady at the end. So um, take a listen to it. And we're now doing these live podcasts from time to time. Not all of them show up in the podcast archives, but I encourage you to get the Podbean app. It's one of the top five podcasting apps in the world. And if you have the app itself, Android or Apple, just go to podbean.com. You can uh, avail yourself of these live podcasts if you'd like to. There's a live chatting functionality, and I'm sure at some point we'll also be turning on the button, and there's live call-in functionality too. And we're going to be guest hosting with people and pulling in other guest hosts and um, on these live podcasts. Again, most of them will not appear in the podcast archives once they happen. That's it. But a few of them, this one, uh, we're putting up in the archives. So I hope you enjoy it. I think it's transformational. Hang with it. It really picks up in the middle towards the end. And all the comments start happening at that point. There's a prayer at the end for a lady. Okay. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome. And this is a live podcast. You can check out all of the archived, um, what you normally think of as a podcast at jesussmart.com. There's about 100 episodes in there to date. The podcast started in June of 2018. So it's just about, uh, well, about what, a year and five months old, something like that. Um, Having a great time, some great guests, some great kingdom themes. The whole sort of meta theme of the podcast is that Jesus Christ is not only Lord, he's supremely brilliant, and he knows how life works best. You know, areas of like relationships or sexuality, finances, 
work, career, health and wellness, parenting, you know, friendships, whatever the life domain may be, he knows how life works best. Ultimately, his his call to us is to repent, to be born again, to begin to see and enter into his kingdom. John chapter 3, his conversation with Nicodemus. Ultimately, his kingdom is coming in its fullness. That's on the horizon. That is coming. But here's the good news, my friend. We can now begin to live in the light of the new heavens and the new earth. We can start to sample it and partially experience it, if you will, the peace of it, the justice of it, the abundance of it. As we do that, we become a witness to Christ, to the coming King, and to his kingdom. Today, the topic is that we can see things in a new light. We don't have to just look at things naturally and see them from a natural plane with natural thinking and, you know, just think like the world thinks and think like maybe we've always thought or maybe those deeply scripted patterns of how we see and think that we've been raised with even in our biological family or the environment that we're in. We can see things in a new light. Stephen Covey says the way that we see the problem is the problem. And if we were to sort of expand that out, we could say from a more positive viewpoint, the way we see the challenge or the opportunity is the challenge and the opportunity. But if we can get the light of God on on an issue, you see, we can see an extraordinary light. Then we can call out the gold and we can trigger transformation in that situation so we can see it at a higher level. Seeing things in a new light is transformational. It can really transform and improve situations. And what it really does is it brings down something of the higher design of God, the creator, over that situation. So think about it in this natural sense of sight, like maybe, I don't know, maybe a science class you remember, or natural light reflects off an object or a person or some view that we have, and it enters our eye, our retina, and then that visual information is transmitted to our brain, which interprets what is seen. You see, seeing is interpreting. What this means is that seeing actually happens in the mind. It's not happening in our eye, okay? The eyes and our optical nerves are simply the gateway and the pathway to our brain and our mind interprets what we're seeing. The light reflects off of the object or off of the view. Then we interpret what we see. But can we take this a step further? When we see things in a new light, it gives us that opportunity to understand and to interpret in a new, fresh way. I'm thinking about the way we see like mentally and emotionally and spiritually. Like we can see a relationship in a new light, like a diamond in the rough. You say, well, I need a new relationship. Well, maybe we just need to see that relationship in a new fresh light. We can see a challenge or an opportunity in a fresh light. What's possible in that situation Don't just think about it negatively or the way that everybody else sees it, but can we see it in a new light? 
What about that project that we're working on to achieve better results or better outcomes? Or what about seeing ourself, our very self, in a new light? You see, higher design is very, very powerful. What could happen if we could see things in an extraordinary light? Now, I I choose that word extraordinary specifically and intentionally, extraordinary. You see, we need more than natural light to live a truly successful life. We need extra natural light. We need extraordinary light, extraordinary light. We could say we need supernatural light. And if you have a comment or any time, feel free right through the app to enter that comment or question. Perfect. I don't have the function turned on now where you can call in, but we'll kind of concern ourselves about that in the future. We're just sort of learning this new platform with Podbean. Podbean's one of the top five apps in the world, and they've added this new live podcasting functionality, and it's expanding the podcast and helping it to grow. Appreciate that. But we need this extraordinary light, and God's very nature is light. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. That's what it says in 1 John 1, 5. If the ultimate designer of all things is light, how can we access this light? Remember, he holds the higher design for everything about our lives. So how can we see things like everything in this new extraordinary light? Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, John 1, 2. He said, if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. I mean, what if it's true that apart from Christ, apart from really following him and walking in his light, that we're really not seeing things as we should see them? We're just seeing things naturally, thinking about things naturally. Can you see that? The light of Jesus leads us to true life, the God kind of life. It's a whole another level of awareness conviction and belief that we carry. The New Testament says that Jesus Christ is the radiance of the Father's glory and the exact representation of his nature, and he upholds all things by the word of his power, Hebrews 1.3. I love the way the Amplified Translation renders this verse. He, Christ, is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being, it translates it the outraying or radiance of the divine. So this extraordinary light that I'm referring to, God as light, it comes to us via Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that member of the Godhead, that member of the Trinity, Jesus, who came to this earth, who died, who's been raised again, who's now ascended at the right hand of the Father. He brings us light. He is that extraordinary light, and it works out practically. He enhances our lives while we're on this earth right now as a witness to Him, you know, relationally, personal finances, health and wellness, parenting, grandparenting, friendship, projects that we're working on, you know, pursuits and causes, missions that we're involved with, the things we care about. He is the best light to walk in concerning those things. And so I'm really hoping that, you know, these ideas can be a pointer to perhaps advance possibilities in our personal world, 
and through us into the world at large around us. And, you know, the earth, think back to Genesis chapter 1, the earth at the very beginning of creation in the Hebrew, it says it was, well, the English says it was formless and void. That Hebrew expression means that it was chaotic and sterile, uninhabitable. It was a wasteland. So consider this with me. When God said, let there be light on day one of creation, could it have been the very presence of God, the manifest glory of God, that was that light over that chaos? Because we know, as we continue to read in Genesis, that it was not until day four that the sun and the lights of heaven were created. So it could not be a reference to natural light from the sun and the stars and the moon. It must have been some other kind of light. I'm suggesting that it was the, uh, what the Hebrew word would say, the Shekinah of God or the manifest glory of God. It's like God turned his presence on over this earth. He turned the lights on and began the creation process. So was it the light and the glory of God as Jesus, the very son of God, who was shining over that darkened, chaotic earth? And, and we're going somewhere with this. Hang, hang, hang with this thought. The creation process began. So God then releases his creativity and his design through that process of creation, but he first turns the light on. You see what I'm saying? The glory of his presence through his through his son. In John chapter 1, verses 3 to 5, it says that all things came into being by him, that is Christ. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend or overpower the light. So does anything in your world, and I'm looking in the mirror as I say this, does anything in your world seem like chaotic? Or does it seem like a, you know, this feels like a wasteland. This feels like it needs some kind of a creation or restoration or a recreation process. I want to encourage you that Jesus can release brilliant light over that situation, just as he did at creation. Then the Father's redesigning will, his redesigning word can be released and can create and renew your situation, your context. All as a witness, it's for his fame. It's for his glory, right? It's all as a witness to God a witness to the world that is coming, the new heavens and the new earth. Sort of think of this in Genesis 1 as like a kingdom template. This is how God works in us. It's how he works through us. He turns the light of his presence on in us, over us, through us, into practical situations. And we can see things in a new light, and we can then begin to pray and believe and work towards the higher design the Father has in mind. So think to yourself, like, what are those one or maybe two or maybe three top areas in which you want to see the creativity of God active in your life? We all have them. Here's the opportunity. We can articulate those areas before the Creator in prayer. Yes, we can invite the light of God Call down heaven into those spaces to see them transformed into something new, something beyond even what we're hoping for. It's a kingdom skill, really, to do this. And I I just want to mention this phrase from Paul in Ephesians chapter 1, his prayer, 
that we see with the eyes of our heart, spirit of wisdom and revelation in Christ, in the knowledge of Christ, and we can see with the eyes of our heart and not just our natural eyes. You know, you look at that child, do you just look at them naturally? Do you look at them the way everyone in the world sees them? Or are you able, maybe it's a nephew, maybe maybe it's your own child, maybe it's a grandchild, maybe it's a, a child in the neighborhood. Can you see them with the eyes of your heart? I see you different. I see you becoming this. You cast a new vision to them of their future. So one of the main things that Jesus begins to do in our lives is to wean us away, thankfully, from just merely seeing with our natural sight. He weans us away from merely thinking with our natural mind. And we begin to see with the eyes of our heart. We begin to think with the mind of Christ. See, the Apostle Paul prayed this in Ephesians 1. I've I've referenced that. But verses like 17 and 18, he prayed that the Father would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. That is the knowledge about Christ but also the knowledge that Christ gives us about everything in that knowledge about Christ. It's like as the sphere of our knowledge and our relational experience with Christ expands and grows, so does our our knowledge about everything grow, things that we need to have knowledge about and ways that we need to see them extraordinarily. And then he talks there in that prayer, he prays that may the eyes of your heart be enlightened. Wow. I love praying that prayer. I should pray it every day. I try to pray it most every day. I don't know, on average, I might pray it 50% of my days maybe. But I think it's a beautiful template prayer, sort of a default template prayer to just cover your life with. Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Check it out in Ephesians 1.17 and really going through the end of that first chapter, verse 22. The Amplified translates it as having the eyes of your heart flooded with light. Isn't that good? Flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you. This is the capacity that we have to see from our our inner being and not just through our natural eyes. Thanks, Felix, for that comment. Pray hard and God will listen. I, I love that. Pray hard live hard, you know, work hard, play hard, you know, pray hard, play hard, live hard, work hard, take our walk with God seriously. He'll respond to us at our level of commitment. How committed are we, you know, to him? How much do we want to go and grow in Christ? What, you know, the story of our life that we're living under his story, how, how passionate are we about it? Jesus will meet us at that level if we feel bored or if we feel like complacent or, you know, some um, mediocre. We just need to ask the Lord, God, increase my hunger, increase my passion, increase my intensity. I, I love that comment, Felix. See, a child may be struggling with like some ineptitude and a bad, a bad attitude, like even Stephen Covey in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Tremendous principles. He was actually a Mormon, but tremendous principles and, and truths in, in that book. It's it's affected a lot of people. They talk about their son who was having he, he was really quite the baseball player, but he went through a slump where he was having just just really not himself in baseball. Something was going on mentally, emotionally. 
And his parents made a quality decision that they were not going to talk the problem. They were not going to continue to see him at that level of play. They just began to elevate their thinking. They elevated their talk about their son, I I think probably privately. They also elevated their talk about their son uh, to him directly. And what happened? You know what? It brought him out of that slump. He was able to level up and play at a new level. It just it just shifted him mentally, emotionally, spiritually, how they saw him. Scientists are saying things like how you actually physically look at things can affect them. I don't even know what that fully means. But I know that like in a mental, emotional, spiritual dynamic, like with relationally, for example, it does work. And the invitation that Jesus has for us is that he can help us to see things in an extraordinary light, the light that he has as the designer. Thank you for that comment. Thanksgiving and hope for life and progress. See, that is a great sentiment. Thank you for that thought. Is it Hani or Harry? I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. Uh, And then you, maybe, is that the podcast you have? Um, But Thanksgiving and hope for life and for progress. See, when we have that positivity, gratefulness, even scientists are talking about gratefulness and the power of how that affects things, thanksgiving and hope for life and progress. But if we're negative, if we start closing in on ourselves, if we're always complaining, if we're always seeing things only from a natural level, we have a challenge. Double slit experiment, Felix. Give me another comment about what that's about. I'm not sure what you're referring to, but I'd I'd love to hear about that. Oh, observation affects the outcome. Tremendous observation. I'm going to Google that double slit experiment when I get off of this. Observation affects the outcome. How we see affects things. It's vital. The lamp of the body is the eye. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 22. Think about this. The lamp of your body, or really the language there means like the lamp of your whole life is your eye. Singular. What is that? Some kind of cyclops? No, it's not that. It's it's how you see things from the inside. It's that vision you have from your heart. It's sort of a reference to what I think the Apostle Paul was saying in Ephesians 1 about the eyes of your heart being enlightened. Therefore, your, your, your eye is clear, he says, Jesus. It's healthy, and your whole body or your whole life will be full of light. So Jesus is saying that the way that we see from like our belly or our chest, our inner person, our emotions, our spirit, our, our our mind, the way that we see things, if that's healthy and clear, our whole life will become more healthy and clear and full of light. But if it's all clouded, if we got like a massive cataract on that eye or, or some kind of a visual impairment or like, you know, um, uh, we, we, we need to have our vision restored until that begins to happen, then we will see things cloudy, hazy, confused, distorted. And Jesus was referring there to our capacity to see clearly. That's what it means. So how can we live this out? I was chatting with my wife about this, about this challenge to make the transition. Like when we see something like this, I call it a kingdom concept, okay? So if we see this kingdom concept that if we have extraordinary light from outside of ourselves, from above ourselves, from from God, that we can see things in extraordinary light, and it affects the outcomes. It brings transformation. Okay, that's a, that's like a kingdom concept. But how can I transition from a kingdom concept to real world living? Well, as I thought about this, it seems to me that 
thinking like this, this kingdom con- conceptual thinking, it comes to us as we open up to it and we start to understand the concepts first, okay? You may be thinking like that right now. This is part of the process of renewing our mind. It's it's a new and living way of thinking and approaching life. You know, Paul said in Romans 2 that do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He said in Ephesians 4.23 that actually the spirit of our mind can be renewed. Do we know that there's like a spirituality to our mind, either positive or negative, either God or the spiritual forces of darkness can affect the spirituality of our mind? But the good news is is that that can be renewed. So then we we then understand this kingdom concept as a CTA, a call to action, right? Like in business, I'll talk about a CTA, a call to action. The action moves us. It practically moves us in a concrete way into a new space of blessing and destiny. So I got, I just have a few thoughts just kind of closing here, how we can practically take steps to flesh out this concept of, of seeing things in a new light and this extraordinary kingdom light. Okay. Here's a few thoughts. Number one, know that God is supernatural light. All right. It's, it's Jesus who brings this light to us. We can fix our eyes on him and we can increase our intimacy with Christ through his word, through prayer, through worship, through having a conversational lifestyle with him as we grow in him. So know that God is supernatural light. Number two, receive Christ more and more into your life. Not just that initial prayer of of yielding to the Lord and inviting him into your life and being born again, but a continual process of receiving, you know, he'll get bigger and bigger in you. He'll become more expansive in your life. And with that comes, he starts pushing out the edges and horizons of your life. And, you know, you, your potential just increases. You can walk into a, a room, you can deal with an individual, you can, you know, deal with some issue in your life and you're just coming from a whole different place as as Christ expands in your life that's number 2 these are not in any particular order or certainly not a comprehensive list but certainly something to get us started so number 3 release the light of Christ over these situations and challenges and opportunities that we have you know apply your faith through prayer and through speaking words of faith thinking thoughts of faith taking actions of faith, release the light of Christ over earthborn situations. Number four, walk in the light. This is a big one because as we learn to consistently walk in the light, for example, one of the great ways that we can step out of light back into darkness is starting to hate somebody. Well, you know, don't go for the bait. Don't go for the trigger. I mean, you'll be tested on this, but Walking in the light is walking in the love of God. The Bible is pretty clear on that. That's one of the big ways that we walk in the light, the love of God. What the adversary will do is try to get us to walk in darkness by <clears throat> getting us to get into some attitude or hatred or dysfunction with somebody relationally. So as far as you're concerned, we can stay clear with that individual. You know, We can stay positive. They may not be there, but we can be there and we can stay in the light. So walk in the light. As we walk in the light, more light will become available to us. We don't have to live in the shade. Uh, What's this? Number five, intentionally wean yourself away from natural thinking. Be intentional about it. Like, okay, today, here's a personal project I have. What is some natural way that I'm thinking that I just want to stop? Transition to spiritual seeing and spiritual thinking. 
And is this number six? I got these as bullet points, but I guess it's six. Discipline yourself to consistently maintain a high word level in your life. As, as you maintain a high word level, and you can begin to understand that the word of God is light. The word of God, the scriptures are powerful. And what's really powerful about it is as you continue to read it, and then all of a sudden, the living voice of the word, Christ himself, through his spirit, speaks to you through the written word. It becomes alive. It's living and active, as Hebrews 4.12 says. And right in the present moment, what like was a said word of God at one time in the Bible becomes now like a current saying word to you. Man, that's where faith comes from. And as you you know maintain a high word level, understand that the word of God itself is light. The Bible says that, that the word is light. And the entrance, one of the Old Testament verses says, the entrance of your words gives light. Yeah, just six practical things there. What are they again? Know that God is supernatural light. Two, receive Christ more and more into your life. Three, release the light of Christ. Four, consistently walk in the light. Five, intentionally wean yourself away from natural seeing, natural thinking. And number six, discipline yourself to consistently maintain a high word level. Well, I know this has been um, a bit of a run here with this content. I hope it's spoken something to you, and I hope I hope that it's encouraging to you. Is what I is what I mean to say. And I hope that it's inspirational and maybe shifts a few things in your thinking about these things. Seeing things in a new light can spark change and transformation in your life. And we have it available to us through God, through Christ, through his, through his word. Always appreciate your comments. Uh, if you would like to learn more about the podcast itself, go to JesusSmart.com. That's sort of the mothership of the podcast, the home base. Okay, Felix says, a photon travels as a wave and a particle until it is observed. God's light is a photon. I like that. Powerful, fo- like photons at another level, right, Felix? Man, supernatural photons. Going to have to think about that thought, too. See, I'm I'm being uh, challenged by some of the comments you have here, and I, I journal a lot, and I, I, I write down thoughts that I like to try to, you know, press into and develop more, think about, maybe study, maybe dialogue with a few uh, a group that I'm a part of. So I appreciate that. Yeah. So jesusmart.com is sort of the mothership. We have about a hundred episodes there, but it's, it's, you know, it's also on, um, we're, we're hosting through Podbean of course. And I think Podbean is our major, our major, um, listenership is happening through Podbean, but it's also on Apple and Stitcher and all the common, common things you think about. Misha says, I need a prayer today. Misha, is there anything you want to share specifically, or I can pray for you right now, just generally as well. And maybe others would agree with that. But um, if if you want to share anything specifically, you can, but you don't have to. So, Father, we just bring Misha before you right now in the name of the Lord. And I, I, I lift her up, okay, that she would be health and guidance. So we pray for health and wellness in Misha's body right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Wherever she's at, whatever her condition is at, you are the great physician. You are the great wellness coach. You are the great life coach as well for guidance. Just minister to her by your spirit, by your word, and bring healing and wellness to her spirit, soul, and body. And give her the guidance. You said that my sheep hear my voice. They will not follow another, but they follow me. Father, we thank you that clarity is a high value with you. You're not a God of confusion. So we just pray that you would give Misha the clarity, the wisdom, the guidance that she needs on life decisions. 
Fill her heart with hope right now. Fill her heart with vision. Help her to see new horizons, new edges that you're leading her into. And I just pray that you would move her away. If, if there's anything depressive, you know, depression or anxiety or uh, confusion in her life, that you would just pivot her and move her away from that and give her fresh vision and fresh hope and fresh faith. Thank you, God. Well, thank you for sharing that, Misha. Okay, listen, I appreciate you tuning in and I appreciate your comments. We'll catch you next time, okay? We try to do one or two of these a week, about two of these live podcasts. Surely, Misha, you're welcome. We can connect soon, okay? All right. God bless you today. 